maybe God's just telling you to rest and be satisfied in that moment even. I mean, we don't, we, if we are too busy wrapped up in the things that we're trying to control, we, we might miss out on the things that God is giving us instead. You are listening to this Life We Live in the Body. I'm Becky Watson, and I'm here with my sister in person, Sarah Dubois. Sadly, Katie is not with us this week. Ironically, our our topic last week is I'm Too Busy, and it kicked off what I would say is one of the most busy weeks in all three of our lives. <laughs> sort of came up and surprised us. We're incredibly busy, and it like looks like the next week isn't getting any easier. So anyway, Katie's taking the weekend off. And we hope she rests and enjoys that. We miss mm-hmm. her. Um, how are you today, Sarah? Busy. I'm yeah. A little bit tired, but yeah. doing, feeling pretty good. So it's <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah, we are feeling like we're falling apart on the outside, but inwardly being renewed day by day. <laughs> yes, yes. God's giving us good reminders as the days go by. So um, I want to share stats because I have very exciting news. We need to like put in air horn sound effects right now. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but that would be cool. <laughs> this week, I broke 220. I weighed 219. Ooh. And then I went down to 218.4. Wow. So I am at like, I just like, I went from never breaking 220 to going right past 219. So I, my new low is 218.4. Then I went on vacation. <laughs> but um, I, so I'm up a little bit again today, but I'm just feeling so encouraged to finally break through that kind of like plateau. So um, I'm on my way to be losing more weight and I'm feeling really reinvigorated in that project and feeling really excited about it to to finally get into the two teens so that's exciting Becky did you weigh yourself this morning I did I am Sarah Dubois I am 22 weeks pregnant sorry I forgot there for a moment (laughs) again Um, want to say we've been very busy (laughs) yes and I weighed 136 this morning so I've been kind of like Either stalling a little bit or gaining a pound about every week. Which, so, yeah, which is healthy. Healthy and normal. And yeah. We're, I think, on track. I don't know. Sure. So. Well, exciting. Before we go any further, I just want to remind us of the gospel. Yeah. The gospel, in a nutshell, is that we lost it all, Jesus did it all, and we get it all. And all three of those aspects are counter to our natural understanding of things. We want to think we are pretty good. And the truth of is course. we are not very good. We are basically sinful. We are we're our every inclination of our hearts is naturally against God and rebellion to God. And then when we become aware of it, our natural inclination is, okay, I'll do better. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that we need Jesus to do it all. We we can't contribute to earning our salvation. That is something Jesus has done for us and imparts upon us. And then our natural inclination is to say, well, if I really lost it all and Jesus really did it all, then he must still kind of hold some things against me. He doesn't really want to bless me. I still need to earn things. And God says, no, how much more then will I give you all things? That verse never feels natural to me. I just can't imagine that if Jesus already gave it, um, gave his life for me and he did it all that he's going to get it that I'm really going to get it all I'm really going to be given every spiritual 
blessing in Christ. And so one of the reasons we need to continually remind ourselves of the gospel is because it is the exact thing Satan is always lying to us about, right? right. He just does not want us to grasp it. He does not want us to internalize it because it is the power for, for salvation. And we and it, it is against all of our natural inclinations. It's good news. It's not good advice. Man, that is so hard to wrap your head around. That this is not just, okay, a new to-do list. It's a gift that God is giving you, and you sure. just accept it. And it's something God does from the inside out. So much of our changes that we want to make, we want to do things that show a lot, but don't take very much work on the inside. But that's just not how real change happens. Real change happens when our beliefs, priorities, values, um, thinking gets changed on the inside, and it bubbles out into our relationships and our actions on the outside. And it's something that applies to everything. So not only is it something that doesn't come naturally to us, it doesn't come naturally to us on all things, right? So when it comes to our food, our relationship with food, our relationship with our bodies, our natural inclination is to either be ashamed or to put too much emphasis and pride in how we look and we need to give all of that over to God and say, you know what, you have reign over this part of our life too. Right. And it always seems like as soon as we figure out some part of the gospel, we realize we're not applying it to another part of our yeah. lives too. Yeah. We have to start all over again of giving ourselves up. But graciously, he does give us victory and we do make progress, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why we can joyously put our a relationship with weight loss under the reign of Christ and feel excited about what he might do, that he might bring upon success in our life, um, spiritual fruit of self-discipline and self-control that bubbles out to a healthy relationship with food, which bubbles out to having um, actual numbers on the scale go down and you're, you actually can fit in a new size because Jesus is changing you from the inside sure, out. Sure, or even our numbers on the scale to stabilize in a healthy mm-hmm. way, like Katie, who's um, been trying to maintain her weight. Right. If you are fluctuating 10 pounds on a regular basis and you, you're you battling your sin every day um, in, in, in an unhealthy way, like you just, it keeps coming. So you take, take control of it in your own way and uh, you see fruit and then you let go of it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a cycle. It's an yeah. endless cycle. That's you can really have unhealthy, an unhealthy so. yo-yo of back and forth. Right. And, and Jesus can come in, calibrate these things and give you peace and rest in, in the truth. And that's what I keep, keep coming back to is that one misconception is that if it's by grace alone that it takes no work. Hmm. And the truth is that while we cannot earn our salvation through work, that is a gift given by God, we, the task of becoming more holy and denying ourselves and killing sin does take work. Right. But here's the catch. That work will feel more like rest than the slavery to our self, uh, selfish desires. Um, and that's what we have to trust God about when we are taking our thoughts, yeah, making them captive and making them obey Jesus. It feels like, oh, that's going to be so hard. But the truth is his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And to follow Jesus is more restful than to work for yourself. Right. I love that. That's great. This week we have um, 
in a topic that we both had experience in personally, and that's the issue of control. So much of weight loss journeys start with us having to give up control mm-hmm. because some people are so obsessed with control that they eat too little, and some people get so obsessed with control that they eat too much. And the truth is, we need to surrender control to Jesus who is sovereign over all things, and it is uncomfortable. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so um, we're trying to stay on a quick time schedule today because we are, as we mentioned before, busy. Very busy. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into this, okay? Great. What are some fruits of this uncomfortable fight when we know that we... We come to terms with the fact that we're not in control or we think we're in control or and we know that God needs to be in control. My biggest fruit, the, the fruit that has come to light in my eyes this last week through a personal experience <laughs> has been that, that I want to try and fix things. I want to try, like, what did we do wrong kind of scenario. How so, can I prevent this from how, ever coming happening again? how could I have prevented this from happening? Sure. So Yeah, right tell now, us the so, story. Dan and I went to a COVID wedding reception, essentially. It's, they've been married for a year, year and a half or whatever, and had... The reception was planned for the middle of COVID, so they've delayed it. They've been married a while, and we were really excited to go celebrate with them. So we drove from middle of Michigan to the far side of Chicago, and it was supposed to be a five-hour drive. It took us 10 hours. I can't even wrap my head around that. I can't either. I kept like, where did all the time go? (laughs) We were, um, so there was a large accident on the freeway we were on, and it crossed both both directions of the both sides of the highway um traffic was stopped on our side for three or four hours we were in a standstill on the freeway for three hours so frustrating couldn't get off i mean like couldn't couldn't do anything and so um and as we're watching the hours tick by it's like the it was this internal battle of what did we do wrong? Could we have prevented this? Should we should we get off the freeway now? Like, could we like try and pull around the cars and drive on the shoulder? I mean, how far is the next exit even? So, um, having to kind of sit in that and um, dwell in like this state of stuckness, right? Were a lot of emotions. A lot. It was not comfortable. Um, we didn't have like a ton of snacks in the car right. or anything. Um, yeah, and you're 22 weeks pregnant. And you get kind of hungry. Yeah, you get pretty hungry pretty fast. And there's other things that need to happen <laughs> in three hours' time <laughs> when you're pregnant. Um, and so the 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 conversations Dan and I had it just it kind of brought me back to God has me here for a reason. Like I was trying to fix the situation at least mentally internally. And the reality was that if we left an hour earlier, we would have missed it. If we'd left an hour later, we would have been directed around it. And God had us there for a reason. So yeah. that was kind of my my moment of realizing that I was trying to control the situation. Sure. When you, week. when it To put in the terms of weight loss, like there's just a certain number of variables that you cannot control when it comes to your weight loss. Right. There's hormones, there's genetics, there is life circumstances that you cannot change. You know, even things like 
you know, Eric and I were on vacation um, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and we stopped for lunch at a drive-in, and we were looking at the menu. I was like trying to figure out what I was going to order at a drive-in that would be healthy. There was a couple options, but then it was like cash only, and we're like, we need to get back past the across the bridge, and we're like, okay, well. We don't have enough cash to make it for dinner, right. for lunch. And so the only option was McDonald's for like the third time that weekend, oh. you know. And I was like, and yeah. McDonald's, by the way, does not serve salads anymore. And that's no, a, they don't. And that, that used to be my go-to at McDonald's. And so I was like, I have, I have no control over it. And, you know, honestly, okay, could I have starved myself and waited till we got further down the road? Or could I have just, you know, fast? I mean, sure. But there's, there's certain times where you're just not going to have a lot of control over what you're eating, right. right? Or not a lot of control over how much time you have to prepare it or to, you know, or maybe you're eating at someone else's house or something like that. So there's all these things that we don't have control over. And instead of, instead of resting and being like, oh, God, God's, you know, in control, we hold tighter to our what we think we are in control of right and i was thinking about that is because i had talked to you on the phone Mm -hmm. while you you know on your way back from chicago which you did finally make it yes we did finally make it we were about two hours i think two hours late to the (laughs) wedding reception they waited to do toasts until dan got there so he still got to give his toast we yeah. ended up getting there. We ended up having good conversations and seeing people that we wanted to see. It you... wasn't what we wanted. Right. Then we stayed the night in Chicago that night and drove back the next day. So Right. So I was talking to you on your way home. We were talking on the phone while I was mm-hmm. driving and you were driving. And we were talking about this idea of when when it's clearly something we do not want, but we can't do anything about it. Right. right? And how often that leads us to total grief and freaking out, you know, like I was even thinking about things like with our kids, you know, like they get hurt or they have to go to a certain school or have a certain teacher that we didn't pick, you know, all these things. And you just get so stressed out about these things. But then when we make choices that we feel we are in control of, Mm -hmm. and then they turn out to be the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. How often do we feel that much grief? We just for, sort of justify ourselves, right? Like we give ourselves a lot more grace and credit than we give God when he really is not making a mistake. And he knows what's going to happen out of those things too. Right. right. It, and I think sometimes we make decisions thinking that we are in control of the situation, thinking we're making the right decision or not making the right decision. And God uses those for his purposes anyway, even if they're the bad decision or, you know what I mean? Like, right. We aren't. Yeah, he even uses, yes, you know, like with the story of Joseph, what um, his brothers intended for evil, God used for good. Mm-hmm. And that isn't to excuse the sin, but it is to help us when we are in the place of having to surrender control to realize that God really has it, you know, together. He is really sovereign. Right. He really has a plan. He really, his plans will not be thwarted. We can, mm-hmm. we can trust him. Yeah. So for me, I think some of the fruits of this is when you aren't, when I'm not seeing success on the scale as quickly as I'd like, mm-hmm. um, I freak out, you know, 
Or um, so there's like that stress, that fear, disappointment, frustration. What am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? What and I, when yeah. sometimes you can be doing everything right and it's just going to take a little bit of time for your body to adjust or for you to, you know, get past some sort of hormone thing or water retention. Like you, if you're doing the right thing, you just need to keep doing the right thing and, and right. you eventually come out in the end. But like how often do I spend all this emotion, you know? like freaking out when right. I just need to just trust. Okay, God's got in control and he might be calling me to something I'm not understanding in the moment. Right. Or maybe God's just telling you to rest and be satisfied in that moment even. I mean, we don't we if we are too busy wrapped up in the things that we're trying to control, we we might miss out on the things that God is giving us instead. Yeah. So, the sort of fruits and roots. Was there right. any other like roots that that you had in mind? I mean, I, I think it's a pride thing. We're trying mm-hmm. to be in control. Um, We're trying we to be God. Can, yeah. Right. But I think that kind of, I mean, there's probably more that we could come up it's, with. It's it's not trusting that God is good. Right. You know, yeah. like that he really loves us. And I think another thing we need to trust and that, that it reveals that we're not trusting is that the things that God has for us are good for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when some we don't like what's happening, mm-hmm. we... We, we can't see how it is we need to how it's good we can remind ourselves that if we're relying more upon god that's more better you know than what we wanted sure. a death sentence that brings us closer to christ is better than a windfall that takes us further from christ right and that's really hard to swallow right. but it's true i mean this life is not about this life it's about Christ, you know, it's about our eternity and we need to kind of be open-handed with our plans that way. I agree. Did you have any scripture that you wanted to Um, apply to that? The one scripture that popped into my head was the story of Abraham and Ishmael because Abraham and Sarah are trying to fix, they're trying to fulfill God's plan for him. God still used Ishmael to create a great people. We kind of try and sometimes we try and take control and force things to happen, even when um, that's not the right thing to happen. And God still kind of can use those those bad decisions on our behalf for his good and his purpose. And then he still fulfills his purpose. So that was one of the things that popped into my head. Is there anything that you had, Becky? One thing I thought of was... That in their, uh, this is Proverbs 16, 9, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And so we feel like we have a lot more control over our lives in the future than we actually have. Sure. Um, And all of our days are numbered and written already and um, in God's heart. And I think it's really interesting that the scripture says the Lord establishes their steps because it, to me, it feels more like I plan my steps and then God is planning my course, but he puts it the other way around. It's like God knows where we're going and what's going to happen. And then really all we need to do is follow him step by step, like the Rich Mullins song, you know, Mm -hmm. step by step, I'll follow, um, You'll lead me and I will follow you all my days. And so I think sometimes what we need to do is take our eyes off our long-term plan and start looking right at our feet, you know? 
thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Just think about the next thing. What are you going to do right now? What's right. the next thing? And so instead of like thinking about how I'm going to lose a hundred pounds, I need to start thinking about how I'm going to eat my next meal mm-hmm. and I, and how, or how I'm going to exercise today. And in, I think that that can be a, an exercise in advocating letting go of the control and saying, you're in charge of what happens. I'm just going to do what's right right now. Right. I'm going to be faithful mm-hmm. and you will be in control of the results, the, what, what I look like, what I feel like, what I, yeah. yeah. You can teach me whatever you're going to teach me. Mm-hmm. And there's so many verses that remind us of the sovereignty of God. Right. Um, one of my favorite passages is Psalm 33. Um, you know, it says, uh, sing joyfully for to the Lord, you righteous, fame for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with a heart, make music to him with a ten-string lyre. I have to start at the beginning to get to the verse I'm going to. <laughs> sing joyfully to the Lord, for, um, sing a new song and chop for joy. For the word of the Lord, here we go. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Their starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars, and he puts the deep into storehouses. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. You know, he just, he created the world with, this is Becky now. I'm done, I'm done uh, quoting. Uh, he created the wor- world with his voice. He holds it together by his powerful word and no purpose of his heart can be stopped. He, there's nothing um, later in the Psalm. It says no king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite its great strength, it cannot save, but those who look to the Lord will be saved. Yeah. You know, it, we so often think, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm too busy. <laughs> I am. I'm too weak. I, I'm i just obsessed with food. Food makes me happy. It's just something, it's hopeless. It's not, we have all these excuses. and or, in all the, or, or we think we're strong, on the other hand, and we say, I'm really good. This isn't a big problem. I have it under control, blah, 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 all these things. And we are just like missing the real truth, and that's that God is in control, and we have to look to him for everything. Right. For everything. It's the only thing that matters is what... God is doing. Where are you finding? Where are you finding your refuge? So, um, yeah, it, and that reminds me. Like um, one of the things that I was thinking about was Matthew six, where it talks about the lilies are mm-hmm. uh, adorned even more beautiful than Solomon and all his glory. And it just it, at the end of that is a call not to be anxious for tomorrow. And I think sometimes a lot of our control comes from that anxiety, like. It comes hand in hand. Yeah, it's like you, a cycle, right? Yep, you are anxious about having things right, so you try and control them, and that control and not having that control leads to more anxiety. It's just this cycle, and if we give up that that control to God, then the anxiety will be let go as well. Mm-hmm. And if we give up those worries to God, that control won't be something that perpetuates us to to fix it. That's right. my thing. I'm trying to fix it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so what truth would you speak to yourself when you are wanting to fix it, when you're wanting to take control of the situation? So the truth that I was speaking, that I had to come to, the conclusion I had to come to when I was on my 
road trip adventure, if you could call it that. <laughs> ended up being an adventure. Adventure. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't feel like an adventure at the time. But anyway, it was that uh, God wants me here for a reason. Yeah. God wants me here for a reason, and I need to be content in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. it's a matter of contentment in my heart, contentment in where God wants me, mm-hmm. and a contentment in um, what I can be doing right then and there. Mm. So... Yeah, praise God. I think the two, I just keep coming back to this. these two things, is God's power and his presence. Mm. Recognizing that his power is more than we are giving him credit for. That he's holding everything together perfectly, seamlessly, exactly the way he's planned. Right. Even if it doesn't feel like it to me, he's in control. And the second thing is his presence. His presence is closer than I think. He has got his hands cupped around my face, looking me in the eye at all times, saying, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Just look at me. Just look all the time. It's like whenever you're trying to get your child to talk to you or something. I don't know if you have this with Addie, but I feel like I'm struggling with this with my almost four-year-old is... I'm trying to ask him a question and he's so distracted by everything else going around or what his desires are. I'm even like, sometimes it's trying to me telling him good things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you for doing this, but I can't get him. I've got his his face in my hands and I'm trying to get him to look and at me. his eyes are still he's looking. He's just like, can't look at me. Yeah. It's so frustrating, but I like... It's a picture of what's going on. It's a picture. I'm sure that's how God feels sometimes. Like, just look at me. Just focus on me. I'm going to tell you something beautiful. Right. And we can't seem to just focus on God. We are as distracted as a four-year-old. I think I am saying with my mouth, hey, turn your eyes upon Jesus. And Jesus is like looking at me and my eyes are looking to the side as I'm, you know, like, like we can say the words and not submit our hearts and actually do it. And it reminds me. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're like, I'm looking at you, God. And in reality, we're like trying to twist our heads around looking at something else. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally how it is. And it's just like Peter getting out of the boat and seeing the wind and the waves and taking his eyes off of Jesus. And, you know, God's presence, his imminence is closer than we think. And his power and transcendence is bigger and greater than we think. And so just reminding that it's going to be against our nature to, to understand those things. So we need sure. to trust him or need to trust that they're true, that he really right. is there, that he really is in control and that we really are not in control. Right. And we need to just say, okay, I'll look at you. You're in control. What do you want me to do? What do you want my next step to be? Right. Um, and I think that he will, um, I think he'll bless us when we're, he'll give the peace to our hearts. He'll give the contentment, as you said, to our hearts and just we'll be like, you know, cause it's, it's like you're on a roller coaster and you can either think you're driving the roller coaster or you can enjoy it and put your hands up and be like, whatever you want to do, God, right? And both of us are going on the roller coaster, mm-hmm. but one of us is having fun and one is freaking out the whole time. Yep. You know? Would you close us in prayer? Yes. Um, dear Jesus, thank you that you have brought Becky and I here today to discuss things that are so near and dear to our hearts, especially this week, and that we pray that our listeners and that we can and Katie can at home uh, really give up our control to you, that we can rest our eyes on you, not the sight of you, not behind you, not anywhere else, but on you, and trust 
Sarah, last week Katie gave us a challenge to keep track of our time and kind mm-hmm. of figure out just how it's spending, just like a reporting of it. Right. Did you do that? Did you learn from it? You don't have to list every single thing you did. I did it for one day. Um, I did it for one day and I was kind of vaguely aware of my day around those days of like how I was spending my time. When I found that when I record my time, what I'm actually doing, I I change what I'm doing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's another reason why you record your food because you have to actually right. make a thinking decision right. about it. Yeah, and it I don't think it changed it for the better. I mean, I was really productive. Uh-huh. I had a lot to do, but I was also really productive that day because every time I sat down, I felt like I had to be doing something worth because you knew you had down. to write it. Because I knew I had to write it down. So if I did rest, it was like almost a sarcastic, haha, I rested for five minutes kind uh-huh. of thing. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that was, I, I don't, it was interesting to kind of see see myself work through that. And I was really tired the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a lot done, though. So that was Well, great. I mean, just recording, and remember, we were talking about that. We were just trying to see where the time is spent, right? right. And so it's not... It, you don't. The goal was not to be Martha, right, and right. and work your tail off. It was to right. be Mary and to sit at Jesus's right. feet. And I, right? I did. I yeah. I didn't avoid things that would have been important. Like I did my yeah. Bible study time right. and everything too. But. Sorry. Well, the because uh, part of the gospel is recognizing is recognizing how valuable and okay it is to rest. Right. And. So one day Katie texts us and she's like, I'm doing it. She's writing down her list. And Katie in general is super productive and always cleaning and doing everything right Mm -hmm. all the time. But uh, that was my first day off in two weeks. And I, if I wrote down everything I did that day, it would be like literally laying on the couch all day and watching (laughs) TV. That's all I did. And then I went to bed. Yeah. yeah, pretty much that's all I did. You rested. <laughs> and, and Eric was home, so he, like, got his takeout and, like, I mean, every once in a while fed the baby or whatever, but put her down for a nap. But it was a very restful day, so, you know. And honestly, I, I had planned for it, and I had, and it was how Eric wanted to spend the day, and so <laughs> I'm not saying anyone else should do it, and I shouldn't do it all the time, but every once in a while you can have a really, really boring, lazy day. Right. And it's especially coming off of something really hectic that's just yeah, sometimes really refreshing, sometimes really resetting. Um, <laughs> it just I just think I'd be interested to try the tracking my time when I'm not laying on the couch right. all day. <laughs> right. But God uses those moments in our life, too, Um Three, no, gosh, it's been like five years ago now. Um, Dan and I took the train from Spokane, Washington to Michigan for Christmas to see mm-hmm. you guys. And there's not a lot of great reception in between. And there's no like internet on the train or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you've got your cell phones. But we just sat and read books and talked the entire like two and a half day trip and I realized like I was I was running 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 at work and then I had to sit on this train and it was so I mean you're not stuck in the same spot the whole time right but um but you had to decompress it was so restful it was so such a good reset right for my go 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 feelings yeah you know really sort of dovetails with the idea of control right like Mm -hmm. sometimes God put something like a worldwide pandemic in your path and all of your life changes the schedule. I mean, that wasn't true for everyone, but it was for me. 
in that we our church wasn't meeting. So then I was like, I couldn't be as busy as I was before. Right. So it was an interesting exercise in recognizing, okay, this is out of God's hand. I cannot rebel against it. There's nothing I can do except for rest right now. And sometimes God does that. So I think for this week, especially since Katie's not here, we'll renew the challenge for another week. Sure. I'd like to do I'd like to apply it to a normal week, not a vacation week. Yep. And um and just think about how are we using our time. And this and I guess I would also remind everyone that this is not a judging thing. This is not a this is how you should do it thing. This is a reflection time. This would right. be like what does my day look like? And then, are you happy? Do you, does God, in part of that, is he, um, are you happy with the way that it's going? Does it feel like it's pleasing God? You know, stop looking so far ahead. Just look at right in front of you. And what what are you actually spending yeah. your time doing? You're calibrating. Yes. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Okay, so something new I want to say at the end of the podcast is to give our credits, you know, like they scroll oh, sure, yeah. at the end of a TV episode. Uh-huh. I want to say that this podcast is edited by Sarah Dubois. She has recently taken up the editing portion of the preparation, and I am so thankful she's taken it. <laughs> Our talent recruitment is done by Katie Morgan. Our gorgeous piano bumper music is played by our little brother, David Dubois, who is very, very talented. I am Becky Watson, the host and boss, because I'm the oldest sister. <laughs> We invite everyone to please like us and follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I don't know when I'm listening to a, a podcast, I'm always curious. What do these people look like? What are, what else are they doing? And so that's where that that kind of came to mind. And I, whenever I have a thought about um, or any of us really about what God's doing in our lives, we try to share it on there. But we don't we don't post very often, which is a good thing, I think. <laughs> Sometimes I have to search us out to find out what the post looks like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But in the meantime, keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Remember who you are.